0: a proud member of the EarGlue Media family of podcasts. You're listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Our two-step program, Up, Sack Up, and Get Good, can help even the worst gamers just be bad. Crowley reviews the latest titles, news, and issues. Here he is, your host,
1: Gamer Crowley, get good scrub. Welcome to the Bad Gamer's Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley. This week, I am joined once again by Mustang Joe. Joe, welcome to the program. Good to be back so soon. Right? I, You know, I feel like it's just I couldn't find any good guests, so I got you. Yeah, uh, it might be the case. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 63 this is uh entitled games we missed in 2018 we're going to start a series for the next couple of weeks just kind of highlight a couple of games that i have not played yet this year that uh i may or may not be getting to this week it's god of war and yes i'm playing it i have a lot to say about that game we'll get into it but before we do uh how was your thanksgiving joe it was good crowley it was good how was yours that good huh It was good. No, you just caught me with something in my mouth. I was taking a drink. I didn't think you were just going to say, That was good. How was yours? Well, it was real
0: small. I don't have a lot to say. You know, it was like six people, had some turkey, (laughs) a couple of beers. Six people,
1: turkey, beers. You can't, you know what? Sometimes smaller is better. I had three people and no beer, but I did have some whiskey. So it was good. Did you get your Christmas decorations up, Joe? Yeah, all of them. All of the none. All of the none. I don't do that. Why? Uh, Why? Why would I do it? To celebrate Christmas. Like, regardless whether or not you're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, maybe you should just have some frickin' Christmas cheer. Nah. It
0: seems like more work
1: than it's worth. (laughs) Well, fair enough. Fair enough. I actually got two Christmas trees up, fully decorated. The house is decorated both on the inside and on the outside. I was productive. I saw I saw Online. You were a busy boy. I was. I really was. I really do enjoy my Star Wars tree. If you want to see it, email the show. Maybe I'll send you a video. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see how I feel when you send said email. Uh, Let's talk about Black Friday. So we did a Black Friday buying guide last week. Joe, did you buy anything for Black Friday?
0: I didn't buy anything on Black Friday, man. I'm not going to the store. I don't want physical copies of anything. I thought about it. <laughs> I I considered it and then I decided it was a waste of my time,
1: just like decorating for Christmas. Wow. You know, you didn't really I didn't I went one one place on Black Friday. And I was there in and out, 5 minutes. So, you, know, you don't I-
0: I actually did get a really good deal on some ginger lemon honey crisp organic kombucha on Black Friday, but that wasn't really a Black Friday sale.
1: You are a millennial through and through. I don't even know what that is. When you go to Starbucks, what do you order?
0: When I go to star, I don't really go to Starbucks. But when I go to Starbucks, I just get uh, black coffee, regular black coffee.
1: Right. Have you ever tried to go in there and just order black? I co- Just get coffee black. They're like, well, what kind? I don't know. They do.
0: I just get. I, I usually just say, give me a uh, large black, dark roast
1: that usually gets me something that I can drink. (laughs) I always feel overwhelmed when I go in. I'm like, can I just get a coffee? When did this become so difficult? Well, we'll probably Uh, get back to this later, but you're easily overwhelmed, Crowley. I really am. That may be the theme for the show tonight. Uh, but I wasn't overwhelmed on black Friday. Thanks for asking. I actually got a ton of deals on black Friday. I went out, like I said, to once, one spot, a local distillery here. And I got a special limited edition, limited to 300 bottles, Hogshead silver label whiskey. Uh, and I picked up some of their rum too. everything. Cedar Ridge puts out is really good. Uh, just go check them out. Cedar Ridge, uh, Distillery Cedar Ridge Winery, Uh, they a lot of good stuff out of there. So I'm looking forward to trying that. Uh, I then picked up uh, several hundred dollars worth of cigars online at a discount.
0: That doesn't surprise me. You and your cigars, man.
1: I was was waiting. I knew there was going to be a comment. I just didn't know what the comment was going to be. I was
0: going to let it slide. I was going to let it pass this time, holiday cheer and all, but I couldn't do it.
1: So much holiday cheer. You can't decorate, but you are going to let a cigar reference slide. I was gonna. I almost made it. I almost did. You almost did, but you failed. Uh, just, by the way, all of what I bought were, were uh, communist sticks. So, Cubans. I figured that would help the millennial and you kind of embrace the cigars.
0: No? Nah, not so much.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm looking forward it. It was a good try, though. Right, well, I do I do what I can when I can. Let's just jump into gaming news because there seems to be a lot of it this week for some reason. I don't know why it's the holidays and gaming news kind of went nuts. Uh, so we'll start with the news that's going to piss off most of the gamers everywhere. Blizzard is coming to mobile. Uh, reportedly, they're making a Warcraft-themed Pokemon Go.
0: I actually would play a lot of this, I think. <laughs>
1: Did you play the Ghostbusters game that we talked about a few weeks ago? I I did. I checked that out. I
0: liked that. It was did, definitely did you, better than Pokemon Go was.
1: Did 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 you try the uh the Vatican version of Pokemon Go? I tried I I saw
0: that and that was the about the best thing I've seen ever. But it was like region locked. You couldn't play it
1: outside of yeah, the, Italy. Italy, yeah. Yeah. Italy or Spain? I don't remember one of the two. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, uh, I had no desire to play that either. But I'd probably the, the, still be playing it though if we could. Right. Just trying to find Jesus. Is that what you're doing? You're Not, you're it's collect, a noble you're collecting
0: bowl. saints. Yeah, you were collecting yeah. saints.
1: Well, you should try to find Jesus. Uh I don't know if I'll play this. I Pokemon Go, even the Ghostbusters game got old for me quick. I don't care that much about collecting fake things that exist only in a virtual world. I don't. I, no, I know it, that's weird because when I play an MMO, I'm like, oh, I gotta have all the things, but on my phone, I'm like, meh. I get that. I
0: I think the the differentiating factor here is going to be whether or not there's any effort put into this. If this is super buggy or if it looks like it's just a skin with no love, uh, I probably won't be much into it. But if there is, if there's some good references, if the art's good, if there's some redeeming qualities, maybe a mechanic or two that aren't in Pokemon Go.
1: But at least give it a shot. I suppose. I mean, Blizzard, their lore is pretty deep, so I would imagine there's going to be a lot to this game regardless. They've got a ton to
0: use. There's a ton of lore there to pull from. They they should. If they don't use any of that, it'll be a real waste. A waste of what? Time, effort, money,
1: You everything. can't play this game while you're pooping, Joe. Yes, you can. Oh, you sure you can? I played Pokemon Go swooping before. How you're supposed to walk around and find things, or drive around and not kill people, and try not to walk off cliffs?
0: Yeah, but or you can just sit on the can and wait for Pokemon to spawn and catch them.
1: (sighs) That's not even playing the game. Good God!
0: So Discord has technically playing the game. (laughs) I
1: don't even know. Discord had a thing. Discord had a
0: thing. So Discord Nitro is like the monthly paid version of Discord. It gives you, like, the ability to cross-use emoji on multiple servers or upload higher-resolution images, stuff like that. There's a few features. Um, But they're also launching a new service called Nitro Games, which is a more expensive monthly account that gives you, like, access to download and install from a large library of PC games. Sort of like the... uh, origin access or whatever the Xbox service is called, where you can download games to the hard drive on the Xbox. Um, but <laughs> the, the thing that nobody really wants to play. Cause yeah, the, that, that yeah. thing, but they rolled it out for free to people who were supporting nitro early. So uh, like myself, I now have access to nitro games until January, 2020 for free. And I went through the list. It's a, a list of about, looks like maybe 50 or 60 games. Um, some I recognize, some are new, some are exclusive. Uh, but I can just pick one and install it. They're all free as part of the service. Um, there's like the Darksiders War Mastered Edition. Uh, there's both Torchlight games. I mean, it's nothing huge. Um but it's also not costing me anything. Uh, There's the Darksiders, (laughs) Death, which is the most important
1: part. It's not costing you
0: anything. Galactic Civilizations three. I kind of like those, those 4X games. Um, Metro. There's, there's a pretty good handful risk of rain is an older game, but it's really good. Um, And so I installed about six of the games. I've only played two of them so far, but the one thing I found the installation, the download and install is like way, way faster than Steam. I haven't bought anything off of Discord store, but using the uh, the Nitro service, I downloaded a couple of games at like 70 or 80 megs down, which was pretty fast.
1: Well, I wonder how much of that is due to Steam having an overwhelming number of players as compared to Oh, I am right, so. sure. I am sure that the number
0: of people using it has something to do with it. But uh, as it stands right now, it's it's a pretty pleasant experience.
1: Well, that's good. So there you go. Uh, it's an opportunity for people to check out games that you know. I kind of like this thing that Discord's got going on. I just don't know how viable it is. I mean, Steam's established. I don't know. Yeah, I like well, Discord. I, mean, I scrolled
0: through. They had some. Um, some pretty good-looking Black Friday sales, kind of in the Steam Winter Sale area of deep discounts. Uh, it looks like they're really trying to be a Steam competitor, and like I haven't, like I said, I haven't bought anything from them yet. But I really, I might, I think Steam needs a little competition. They're, a, they haven't really been, they got out in front and they kind of stopped trying. That's what I feel like, anyway.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's been anybody to really push them to innovate at least recently. So we'll see. Hopefully, Discord can do that. Moving on, uh, in video game sales news, in October of this year, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 was the highest-selling video game. So much so, in fact, that according to the NPD company, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is the best-selling game Of October, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 launch month dollar sales represent the highest in video game history since the NPD group began tracking in 1995. Black Ops 4 instantly becomes the best selling game of the year and the second best selling game across the past 12 month period, trailing only Call of Duty World War II. That said, with only, with just nine days of reported sales, nine days of reported sales, Red Dead Redemption 2 is the second best-selling game of October 2018 and is now also the second best-selling game year to date. Red Dead Redemption 2 launch month sales more than tripled those of the previous title in the series, Red Dead Redemption, which launched in May of 2010. All of this according to the NPD group that tracks these sales numbers. I'm kind of shocked because I really, I hate Call of Duty Black Ops 4. I think it's hot garbage. I think you get the same kind of gameplay for free in Fortnite for, you know, for uh, PUBG is the same type of thing. I don't think Call of Duty's improved upon it. It it feels redundant in a in a genre that is already, in my opinion, too big for its britches and I really wish it would just go away. It doesn't surprise
0: me at all though. I mean honestly, I it didn't get my money, so I I, I don't think it deserves to be in this spot. But I think it's just the right timing. I think Call of Duty is perennially a good sales bet they always sell well. Uh, they had a couple of down years, but if i remember correctly last year they were back up quite a bit and this year up e- even more and also right now we are kind of at the peak of this uh battle royale mode popularity. I feel like it was it was the right time, the right timing for that to be in Call of Duty for it to sell a ton. Uh even I if suppose. it hasn't even if it hasn't progressed that mode at all just capitalized on it
1: yeah and there's something to be said about that I mean I I can appreciate that from a capitalistic standpoint you're there to make money good on you you've capitalized but it, I'd really like to see some innovation I'd like to see something different I don't feel like the trade-off from losing your single player mode or your campaign to you know this this battle royale I I, I don't think it's a good trade-off I don't I, for me it's not without
0: the campaign it's it's not worth my money. I really only play Call of Duty for the campaign. I'm not really into the competitive multiplayer on that that much. But Call of Duty is one of those games that like the people who don't play a lot of games, who buy two or three games a year, it's like if you ask them which first person shooter they like, they all say Call of Duty. That's like the one. It's like Call of Duty and Madden and like maybe some other sports game is what they play and that's all they
1: play every year. There's like a lot of those people. It would be interesting to have somebody on that likes Fortnite, that likes PUBG, that's played all three of these games, and tell us which one is really the best. I played a because bunch of PUBG. I never even tried Fortnite. Yeah, but did you, you didn't play Call of Duty,
0: Black Ops. Fortnite. I didn't play Call of Duty either, no. no. But it looks... it. I've watched some stream of it because I was curious. Um, I haven't bought it, obviously, but... It looks and it looks a lot like PUBG. It looks like it moves like PUBG. It's like a similar speed, um, like the character movement and stuff. It just it looks like it is a much closer pull of PUBG than
1: anything out of Fortnite. I feel like we're kind of burying the lead here because Red Dead Redemption Two, with only nine days of sales reporting for the month of October, came in second. If they yeah. would have had the full month or even probably just another couple of weeks, I'm guessing it would have been a little bit uh, of a different story. But maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to say.
0: Uh, I don't know how much the needle would have moved, how much of those sales were pre-sales,
1: and how many more people would continue to buy afterwards. That's that's probably a fair point. Speaking of Red Dead Redemption 2, it's November 25th. That's when we're recording this. Where's the multiplayer? Where is my multiplayer, man? I am waiting. Rockstar said that it would be before the end of November or by the end of November. They're cutting it close, man. Man, they've got like, what,
0: five, six days? I just want to mount up and take the West by storm. Let me do that.
1: I want a Bad Gamers Anonymous posse.
0: Yeah, I really want to do that. I want to be in your Bad Gamers Anonymous posse, and I want to shoot everyone in the face.
1: That's in the posse. That you're out no, of the posse.
0: That, no, that everyone that we see.
1: Oh well, yeah, I'm all right with that. Uh, apparently, there are some players that were chosen for for the beta already, and they're in there playing. This, according to ComicBook.com, obviously not Kotaku. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some achievements are already popping up, like Breakout, which um, you get for completing the intro to the online. Uh, portion of red dead redemption two uh that previously said at zero percent but now it's at point zero one percent completion like p- the, the number of people complain or that have completed this is point zero one so that that doesn't really tell us anything other than somebody somewhere somehow got in i mean it's yeah, not I a confirm
0: That's such a small number, you know, like they say in that article on comicbook.com. That might not even be beta testers. That might just be like devs or something. That's that's a small number. It is. And
1: it's uh, this is I'm going to quote the article here uh, and I'll I'll link this in the show notes. Uh, Now, it's worth pointing out that this exclusive zero point zero one percent is likely developers around dead online and testers rather than random players like you and I. But uh who knows? What so. are they doing? Like, they are cutting it so close. I mean. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. This is, it's not a campaign, right? It's a story. The, so the story mode was fantastic. And there's, it's open world. There's still a ton to do. Uh, from our Discord, Imperial Moonwalker, part of, uh, you know, the EGM staff over at Ear Glue Media, which you can look at eargluemedia.com and figure out who's on the staff there. And then just click that Discord button up there and come join the fun. Uh he's been finding all kinds of weird stuff in this game. He found aliens. He found uh, some pig farmers that he told me I needed to go look at. He said he couldn't handle it and he ended up shooting them all in the face.
0: Yeah, there's some stuff to find in that game. There is some weird Rockstar-esque things floating around in there. But <laughs> Rockstar-esque. If, I mean, that's the best way to put it. I feel like but if they don't get the multiplayer out soon, I feel like it's going to suffer. I am already starting to like come down off of my Red Dead High and not care as much like I haven't even jumped into the open world stuff after completing it since like the first
1: weekend I completed it. I don't I've, I would rather go in with other people. I don't want to do the open world stuff by myself. Yeah, and if they make me wait long enough,
0: I'm probably not going to jump into the multiplayer. If they wait long enough, other games are going to come out. They're going to have my attention. What other games are you
1: waiting for? Where you're like, I want to go play this instead of uh, being part of the posse,
0: dude. Beginning of next year is full of big releases. If they don't get this thing out before the holiday, they might as well not. It's gonna get. It's gonna get <laughs> rocked. I like. I've, I've. I think they are coming close on time. If they get this, if they make it out in November, like they said they were going to, they'll be all right. I'll be angry for having to wait the entire month of November, but I'll be all right. <laughs> They'll be all right.
1: I don't know, man. I've got cigars that need smoked. Uh, and I've got a uh, uh, Creed VR in there waiting for me. Like that was, I forgot to mention that I bought Creed and I bought God of war, obviously, which we'll get to here in a little bit, but I, I I'm looking forward to playing the Creed VR. I just haven't played it yet. Cause Red Dead Redemption two. And this next thing we're going to talk about the Spider-Man DLC is out. The the new so there's there's four planned DLCs right so this is the second of the four the first was Black Cat this next one is Hammerhead not oh at least for me not very well known villain no. in Spider Man lore in the Spidey verse like how do you care I
0: I was really excited when I saw that it was coming out and uh, then like a couple days later it was out and I installed it. And then I played like an hour and a half of it. And that was kind of, I like petered out. It didn't keep me at all. Wait, is but that I pun just, intended? You petered out? Oh, it was not intended, but that was good. Oh, uh, man. Subconsciously hilarious.
1: Subcon- uh. <laughs> you are subconsciously hilarious. So you've played an hour and a half of it. I've probably played an hour and a half of it, but I've only done the first mission. And you immediately unlock ware- warehouses around new york that you've got to go you know yep. take back from hammer like that's what i'm doing and the first one that i tried to do was insanely hard it took me literally five different attempts to finally get through it and i would get so upset i the would just first put mission,
0: it away I, I i mean maybe it's because i haven't been playing it and i'm like my timing is off but the first mission they drop you right into combat and I got my butt kicked like four times. It took me like a bit. It took me a minute to get like the groove back. Um, and that might be yeah. part of the problem. I did. I think I did two, maybe three story missions. And it, it just doesn't. It doesn't feel. Yeah. It's not grabbing me the same way. Like when I did the Black Cat DLC, I was like, I did that. I get all in one sitting. I started playing it. and I was like, yeah, this is great. And I did, the, did it all the way through because that's the kind but of game I am.
1: Right. But didn't that. I feel like that story sucked me in more than this story, but I care about Felicia Hardy. I care about Black Cat. Maybe yeah, it's I don't I know just if it's don't the care. hammerhead choice or yeah. if
0: it's the story missions themselves. It's just, it's not grabbing me. I really don't care. I'm no, going to play I, it. I'm I wish Black it, Cat
1: would grab me some more. Yeah, I know you do. Oh, she saw so that. Black Cat, come to Daddy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, dude, you're right. They did drop you to combat right away and it was very disheartening because I hadn't been playing. It had been a minute since I played it. Uh, but this last warehouse that I did, I think I've got one more left went a whole lot smoother than all of the other ones. So maybe, well, maybe I'll play just, it a little
0: bit more and I'll get the, the groove back and yeah. then I'll end up playing all the way through and really digging it. I just, from where I am right now, it is rough. I just don't feel it.
1: Well, let's talk about gaming journalism, as we are prone to do here on this program. If you're not familiar with Final Fantasy XIV, every couple of years they do what they call a Final Fantasy XIV Fan Fest. This isn't the first of its kind. Obviously, there's BlizzCon. There are all kinds of comic book conventions. There are, you know, there's a convention for anything anymore. Uh, This was something that they used to do for Final Fantasy Online, also known as Final Fantasy XI. The, their first mmorpg um and uh so it, it was a big hit for 11 it's also been a big hit for 14 they do it in las vegas every couple of years and every couple of years they announce an expansion yeah just like they did this this year they uh, announced another expansion they uh hinted at a new race. They uh, unveiled a new class that you won't even have to wait for the expansion to, to come out. We'd covered that last week in Blue Mage. However, um, this year the fi- the fan fest is kind of mired in a little bit of controversy. Uh, Square Enix sent out some passes and paid the way for some media types to show up and write reviews and and cover fan fest from a journalist uh point of view i suppose um one of those that they invited was rock paper shotgun i've never heard of this outlet had you heard of this outlet before today joe
0: i have heard of this outlet before i haven't extensively read it but i have heard of it before
1: okay so you you have heard of uh, see i had never heard of them Apparently, they sent uh, the this this rock paper shotgun sent somebody named uh, Brendan Caldwell. He is their features editor to Las Vegas to the Rio to cover it. I I don't really feel like I need to read the entire article to to everybody out there. If you are so inclined, go read it. It'll be in the show notes. Go, go to Rock Paper Shotgun or even just Google Rock Paper Shotgun FFXIV Fan Fest and you'll get this article. This article has come across to some in the Final Fantasy XIV community as being condescending, as being uh, hostile, as being poorly written, as putting the community in not such a great light, uh, and... And they're not very happy about it. Like, would you would you agree with every with everything I just said, Joe?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not part of the community. I don't really do the Final Fantasy thing, but there are definitely lines in this article that I can a hundred percent see coming across that way to people who are particularly sensitive about their love of
1: Final Fantasy. I suppose, I suppose that's a fair assessment. I don't know if I agree with it, but I think it's a fair assessment. As somebody who was in the community for a very long time and who started this podcast with two people who were active in this community, I feel like now that I'm out of the community, it feels like something I might have written as someone who is outside looking in. That they may not understand all of the inside jokes. They may not understand the. Um, I don't. When I say political, don't think of it in literal terms. But like, they don't understand the politics of the community. They don't understand the. Uh, they just don't understand the community. It's probably the easiest and best way I can put it. Uh, I don't think it was meant ho- as a hostile uh sound bite or as a hostile hot take on Final Fantasy 14 but I, I can see where that's a fair asses- what that could be a fair assessment. Yeah, I don't think it was intended
0: to be hostile. Uh, I don't think this guy went there and was like, "Oh, I'm going to piss off some Final Fantasy fans." You watch. But there are there are things in here I feel like maybe as an outsider, he doesn't understand why the players would be excited for a change or a character announcement as excited as they were. And so there's like a weird sarcastic commentary about how excited the crowd was a couple of different times that I think uh, probably as an outsider seemed off to him. But if you're part of that uh, community and you're super excited about a change and there's like a underhanded like, go and murmurs ruined the crowd kind of comment after like, maybe you feel like he's poking a little fun.
1: Yeah. And that, that's, that's probably, that's probably fair. But I think this brings up a a point that I think you and I have talked about a couple of times when we talk about journalism and specifically gaming journalism is who has who's the onus on is the onus on the publication in this case rock paper shotgun to send somebody familiar or send somebody who has the journalistic integrity to become familiar with the community before writing a piece like this or is the onus on square enix to choose a uh publisher uh or a publication who is going to uh have that journalistic integrity already intact and has the uh uh, the reputation needed to write a piece like this? Like, where does that responsibility lie? So, I think there's responsibility on three
0: separate parties here. I think three people or three groups have a responsibility in regards to articles like this. And uh, I think all of them failed. I think Square needs to be working closely with publications that are. Final Fantasy-centric publications. I think that's something that they should be doing and that um, if they want Square-sponsored coverage, maybe they should hire some staff writers for Square to do it. Uh, I think Rock, Paper, Shotgun probably shouldn't be pretending to do take a journalistic take on something, send an uh, outsider to a fan event, and also take money for the coverage. I don't really like paid journalism. That feels weird to me. Um and I think the fans need to understand hey, this publication doesn't cover Final Fantasy and this article clearly doesn't get it on to the next thing and just not read it. I I think everybody needs to just walk away from this arrangement. <laughs> yeah. this, is just ba- this is bad on all fronts. It's, it's yeah. just it's bad on all
1: fronts. Well, it gets worse because of course Brendan over at at Rock Paper Shotgun had to bring up Kotaku. And apparently last year in a piece in Kotaku that I missed, thank God, uh, they talked about the in-game brothels in Final Fantasy XIV. I don't care, number one. I just don't care. Number two, (laughs) is it really prostitution if... The money doesn't exist and and the players are fake. I am going to go with probably not. However, Kotaku reported uh, that there are some pubs and homes populated with scantily clad girls that sell naughty words to Johns for in-game money. <laughs> this guy, this Brendan guy, decided he was going to ask Yoshi P about that. Yoshi P... Uh, Naoki Yashida, the director of Final Fantasy 14, <laughs> had no idea what this guy was talking about. None whatsoever. It was a dumb question that this guy asked at FanFest, trying to be a journalist. He thought that he'd try to be a journalist by bringing up Kotaku. I'm fairly confident if you want to be a journalist, you shouldn't ever bring up anything that Kotaku said ever. Because Kotaku is not a journalistic site. They're a bunch of idiots. Which brings me to my overall point to this, is that gaming journalism is a dumpster fire. This isn't journalism. This is blogging. Yeah, I,
0: I would say journalism in general is a dumpster fire right now, but gaming journalism is really in a rough spot right now. It's, been, it's it, in a really bad spot right now.
1: It really is. It is terrible. Brendan is not, I don't even remember his last name. Do you know why? Because it's a throwaway. This guy is a nobody. He is a blogger. Brendan Caldwell. He is not an editor. I don't know this guy's background, but I can tell you from the way he wrote this piece, he is not a journalist. He is a blogger writing an opinion. That's what I do. That's what Joe's doing. That's what most podcasts do. They give you their opinion. They give you their commentary on things going on. They're not there to give you the news in a journalistic fashion. They're there to comment on the news. They're not there to, to, to give you, you know, to break stories that is going to change the gaming world. They're there to give you their your opinion their opinion on all of the stories that are going to change The gaming world. And instead, what we have is we have sites like Kotaku, Rock Paper Shotgun, Polygon, IGN, among a whole litany of others that just decide that they need clickbait and they need to say the most outrageous things to get people to come read them.
0: They're all carefully crafted headlines surrounded by advertisements. There's got to be three, you know, 30 ads on this one article
1: at least. you know what? We maybe we should just go through. I, I'm seeing an ad. I don't know what you're seeing. Are you seeing a civilization uh, Civilization Six ad? All right. So I have an ad blocker
0: on. So wherever I wherever there's an ad, it just has a pink. <laughs> there's just pink text that says advertisement. And as I scroll, I just see like a long list: advertisement, more posts, advertisement, more posts, advertisement, advertisement. I need just, an ad blocker. Just, just dozens of advertisements. Not to mention there's at least looks like two banners on the top and one on the bottom that are advertisements. And then then there's an entire page of advertisement below that. It's I know they gotta make money. You gotta make money. You gotta stay around. But I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind a full page of advertisements if there was content on the page with it. I don't look there's a bunch of there's a bunch of clickbaity titles, some a bunch of pictures, uh, at least a third of these pictures are cosplay. It's just attention. It, they're just looking for attention.
1: They're looking for money. It's. Look, print's dead, right? Print is a dead genre, it is a completely. dead medium. Newspapers have gone under in the last 20, 25 years. Uh, it's just not a viable thing anymore. And so these these outlets that are forced to go online have to you know stay afloat somehow because all the internet's basically free, right? So instead of charging a premium, they sell spots to advertisers. So I get that I don't know if I can fault them for that. No. But but I think, you know, like they need income. They've got income instead of hiring bloggers, hire an actual journal, journalist, a journalist who went to school to learn about journalistic integrity, who can try to put aside their bias and that can maybe form a sentence. Uh, this this whole th- this whole a uh, uh, sex th- this whole brothel scandal thing was out of left field. In this article, you said that you said it was very disjointed. There's this long article; it's not a short piece. And, no, and it's not this, at all. It's very long. And Mister Caldwell went through all of it, like, and then there, right before the very end, throws in this. Oh yeah, by the way, they're they they're selling naughty words. Yeah, there's no game, segue Yoshi. or anything. It right? just
0: it just turns in like they're talking he's talking about patches and new characters and server redistribution and uh blitz ball and then all of a sudden it's like you're in the middle of a sex worker controversy. And there's for no, one there's paragraph no, and then it's gone. One, yeah, there's no transition. It's just all of a sudden you're there. And then you're and right. then you're out of it, and there's a
1: uh uh, like a sign-off that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's poor journalisming. I don't, that's not a word, but I just made it up. Speaking of things that are... I really need a different segue. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of things... Right. Uh, things that are poor, like this dude's attitude on Limit Break Radio. So if you're not familiar with Limit Break Radio, uh, they're ending... They were a podcast for 12, 13 years. They started with Final Fantasy Online or Final Fantasy 11 uh, They've been podcasting up until now. And the last few years since Stormblood was announced, and maybe a little bit before that, they were just salty. The head guy in Nero was very salty. Yeah, I'm going to call him out here, and I don't, you know, if that's fine. If he wants to come on and defend himself, he's more than, than welcome to come on, as is Mr. Caldwell. Uh, he got very salty about this article. Uh, and he's salty about the game to begin with. He was upset that Square Enix didn't invite Limit Break Radio, which is sh- openly and uh, officially shuttering their their doors. They are transitioning to Checkpoint Radio, I believe, and they're going to be covering, uh, uh, you know, all gaming and and streaming and twitching and all of those things, which is fine. But why would you invite a podcast that is going that's going to stop being a podcast? to cover the thing that, for the last two years, they've been ranting against. Now, this is what Anero had to say uh, via his Limit Break Radio Twitter, at Limit Break Radio. Anybody upset that LBR's Final Fantasy XIV 2018 coverage isn't out yet, go ahead and blame at Shot and whatever idiot at Final Fantasy English uh, that invited them. Sorry if I'm less than motivated to do work promoting your game considering you did nothing to help us get there, to uh, get us tickets or promote the freaking party we threw. I guarantee that we'll not only have the best coverage of the event, but our FanFest show will convince players to either stick around or buy the game. You think at Rock Paper Shot did that? Seriously, shame on you at Square Enix, at Matalos, who is their uh, community manager for North America, and anyone else responsible for this joke very salty man it sounds like this guy got super
0: salty spent i don't know how long however long he's been unhappy with the product throwing shade at them is now closing his doors to open up a new venture and is for some reason salty that he didn't get invited
1: to the square i don't understand the logic here This would be like me being upset that I didn't get invited to E3 if I just bashed E3 every year. If I applied for a media pass and was denied. This would be like being a Star Wars podcast that rails against Kathleen Kennedy, rails against The Last Jedi constantly, rails against J.J. Abram, rails against the direction that Star Wars has gone, and then gets upset because they weren't invited to Celebration. Now, I and don't know not, of any Star Wars podcasts that have done that. I'm just saying no. that that's what it would be like. And he doesn't seem to be
0: just upset that he didn't get invited. He's upset that they didn't help him get there, that he did, they didn't right. pay for him to get there. Like, How if you do you talk, have to be? Yeah, if you're going to talk that much trash, you're not going to get a free ride to the party, man.
1: No, and this isn't the first time that they've gone. They've gone both the other two times. They threw a party both times. I don't understand why this time would be any different. They didn't get invited the last two times.
0: It sounds like he has a problem with Rock, Paper, Shotgun, and Rock, Paper, Shotgun got the, the paid trip. And I have a problem with Rock, Paper, Shotgun. You have a problem with everybody.
1: Not true.
0: <laughs> okay, kind of true. Kind it's of true. a little true. It's, it it's more true, true than not true.
1: Things that I have a problem with right now, though, is God of War. Let's talk about God of War. One of the games that I missed in 2018. This game's not good. This
0: game is very good.
1: This game is terrible.
0: Like I, I told you, it started slow, and I, don't, I I've, I don't I've, want I've heard game your start complaints. Slow. Look, Red Dead had like six hours of super slow start. Yeah, but you could constantly kill people in different ways. So that was, I know what you're talking about, and the combat is repetitive at the beginning of the game.
1: It's a very pretty game. Let's just start with how it looks. Let's start there. It is gorgeous. This game looks very good, especially on a PS4 Pro. I'm sure in 4K, Ultra, it looked just fantastic. It looks very, very good. It is a pretty game. And it starts the way it starts. It does grab you. This chick's dead. This little kid's mother's dead. It's very sad. It's very sad. I don't know any of these people are because I've never played a God of War game. Because I don't care. However, it kind of grabbed me there for a minute. Pulled at my heartstrings a little bit. Kind of got Crowley all misty-eyed. And then I went and smoked a cigar and forgot about it. Uh, let's talk about the mechanics of the game. They're They're repetitive. And that's to put it mildly. So, so, wait, 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 wait. You hack uh, and then you slash and then you repeat. And then you can click two buttons to become OP for just a minute. And then you hack and then you slash and you repeat until you can click two buttons to become OP for a minute. I'm seeing a pattern. Do you see a pattern there, Joe? I see a pattern. But that pattern changes wildly.
0: The, you, wildly the, you, you how. get you get entire new combos and move sets as well as abilities for combat as the game goes. I've I, been playing I, this game for over three or four hours. And it's yeah, hack slash repeat. You are in the beginning of the story still. Like I feel like I feel like you're trying to I understand that you're having a hard time with the beginning. I'm not saying that your feelings are invalid, Crowley. But, but,
1: yeah. okay, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> but you you need to give the game a little time. More, are, are more we, than are four we, hours. I've so, got to give it more than four hours. Yeah, so, are we are we gonna talk spoilers a little bit? Are we gonna do that?
1: I don't care about the story of this game. You can spoil the crap out of it for me. I don't so, care. So,
0: where where are you in the story?
1: I don't know. I like. I just went to Alfheim, and now I'm back in Midgard. And instead of of going to do the story, I'm doing some side quest to find a whetstone uh, that a dwarf did. But now I'm at a spot where there's like eight wolves or four or five wolves in this one room, and I can't kill them before they kill me. It's It's ridiculous. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna do a couple of things here. First, what
0: difficulty are you playing on?
1: Normal, I would imagine. So it's not the lowest level, but it's the next lowest level. Because I just want to get through the story. That's all I want.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's good. I was going to tell you to be there. Um. So the story, it's a slow start. Um. The kid is super annoying in the beginning, and it's intentional because
1: punch him in his stupid face.
0: I will tell you, as the game progresses, he becomes like your one of your most powerful weapons. He becomes awesome to have and super so I still have useful. to like
1: keep hitting things while hitting another button to make him do things so I'm hitting like two buttons simultaneously it's like I'm playing two characters at once that is super annoying like um, if I want this kid to shoot an arrow at somebody like three times in a row like I've got to hit the square button three times while I'm continuing to like try to fend off attacks it's very very confusing for an old man
0: yeah, I feel like you're just struggling with simple mechanics because you're old. Um, <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time. So I think I feel like I struggled with the combat a little in the beginning of the game. I feel like I was kind of in the same spot that you are, where it felt a little repetitive and a little difficult. Um, but I, it was it, it was a matter of getting used to the mechanics and figuring out how to work it. Think of don't think of Square as another character. Think of it as another attack, and you can do combos with uh, Atreus and with your normal attacks. Um, you're going to get moves that are a ton of fun with, and look really awesome too, with throwing the axe and calling it back and catching it and doing moves based on where the axe is in relation to you, like big jumping flips where you catch the axe in the air and do a big downward strike from it. You're not just standing there hitting R1 over and over again. Um, That's just the very beginning. Uh, I will say the biggest complaint I had with this game is the slow start. You do have to really push through a little more than you should, I would say, to get to where the game gets really good. But the game gets really really good the story gets really good the fighting gets really good i started playing it on new game plus uh and i think i almost caught up to you where you are in the story um
1: so i i am three or four hours into the story
0: yeah i played i played probably about three hours of story so i think uh, i think in this
1: day and age when you're only getting 20 25 hours of gameplay out of a game for three of them to be as slow as this is, and uh, arguably, Red Dead Redemption Two had the same problem. Uh, I don't, I don't see how this is going to suck me in, especially so when I I've remember, got other
0: things to do. If I remember correctly, I got about thirty-five hours of story out of this one. Um, this was a this was a longer story, the single player campaign of this, than most games are these days. So uh, I you're did, saying I
1: ten percent side- of the game is slow.
0: Somewhere around there, yeah, I would say that's probably accurate.
1: Where um, you could argue that only four to five percent of Red Dead Redemption Two
0: is slow. I would say it's still ten percent. I feel like the first probably six hours of Red Dead Redemption Two were slow. By the time before you got out of the snow into the first camp and started getting opened up to where you could do whatever you wanted, when you were on that like the rails at the beginning of that game. That was probably five or six hours, and I don't think I was more than 60 hours to complete that.
1: Speaking of rails, like, this game is on rails.
0: Oh, this like, is a narrative experience. This isn't open world at all. Yeah, no, this is very—let's
1: talk about the music. The music is on point. I love the music in the game. I think the music is one of the best things about the game, besides how pretty it is. Uh, dude,
0: I was listening to the music at the gym two days ago.
1: You're very. You're a very odd fellow. I would just listen to Metallica and not gaming soundtracks, dude. That God of War, that like ba ba ba, that God of
0: War main theme is great for deadlifts, dude. I I don't know what a deadlift is.
1: Uh, let's talk about the story <laughs> for a minute. Nah, I don't care. I, I love know the that story. this game is rich in lore. I get that, and I certainly don't mean to offend anybody who likes the game, but I don't care if you're offended because I don't care about this story. It's Kratos, literally the god of war, thrown into Norse mythology. I don't care. I don't care. This I is think, me not ca- I feel right, like they okay. try to capitalize on on the popularity of Norse mythology right now due to the Marvel universe and Thor and Odin and Loki.
0: I I've, think so. I think you're wrong. And I'm gonna tell you why I think you're wrong about that. There's nowhere else for him to go. This is the natural next step for this story. What, so how unfamiliar with what happened to Kratos before this are you? One hundred percent. Okay. He killed every single Greek god. They're all dead. There's nothing left. Okay, what he about the Roman it, gods? It burned, dude, they're the same as the Greek gods. It would just he, be like playing them again. They're like they're just different names for the same people, pretty much. Well, okay, uh, but what's he gonna do? They, like go beat up baby Jesus and some apostles? I don't like, think that's, not, that's the same that's not thing. Ex- they're not God. Not, I mean, like Jesus ex- is a God. Jesus is God. They're not excited. But yeah. There's only not. there's only one. There's not a bunch of choices. North mythology is.
1: It would be a short game. where most of the most of the apostles were, were just were martyred. Just, so they're just people. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like, like, like there's not there's not much choice here. That would just be a very here. short game. I'm picturing Kratos right now, just literally throwing his axe and going through the the twelve apostles. So in like brief summary. Kratos, Kratos
0: is kind of like a a Hercules-type demigod, half-god, um, yeah, and yeah. he calls out – he's, like, losing – I think he's losing a battle, and he calls to Ares, the god of war, to save him. I don't remember – it's a long time. I don't remember this specifically. But in doing that, he becomes, like, a slave to the gods, and they all like take their turns using him for their own will, and he gets fed up and starts taking them out one at a time as they try to use him as a tool. And then he finds out Zeus is his father, and he murders Zeus. And then there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing but ash. Nothing, nothing like good, the, good old patricide. Yeah. Oh, for uh, lots and lots of patricide. Uh, the Greek, the Greek pantheon is gone now. Where okay. he is, he, he, they, he's he gone. And at the end of the last game, it shows him like he gives back his whatever power he took from Zeus or whoever out of Pandora's box or something. Uh, he gives it back to the people so they can uh, be their own faith or whatever, something to the, that effect. And he sees, um,
1: he looks off so the So instead of having faith in God, to have faith in man. Yeah, something then, along those and, lines. There right, was some So kind then of, he goes north, and right, now he's dealing with the Norse gods.
0: Goes to hiding. He's in Norse mythology, hiding away from all the damage he did, and that's where the story is. I don't think this has anything to do with Marvel. I bet you that this was well, the no, direction they were going when they the, made I that choice. I don't
1: think so. I think Uh, they've decided to capitalize on Marvel's popularity. But like, hey, let's talk about Thor and Odin and Loki and Ragnarok and let's let's make some monies here.
0: I just think it was the natural next place for him. I don't think I'm sure they're happy that this is where Marvel is and I'm sure they're benefiting from it. Some, but I don't think it has anything. I don't think it was a, a primary contributing factor into them making the decision to go Norse with the story.
1: I think my point still stands. I don't think it does. <laughs> let's let's rate this game, Joe. Should those of us that have missed this game this year go back and buy it and play it?
0: Yes, a hundred percent. This game is like a nine and a half out of ten. Uh,
1: is this is this a contender for your game of the year? Yeah, it is. Uh, I a strong contender. I don't even know no. what to do with that. Probably
0: get like get to eight hours, get to eight uh, hours in this game eight and talk hours? to me. I've
1: got things to do,
0: man. Dude, smoke a cigar while you're playing. Get to I've, eight if hours. I could, I would. Sit outside and play through the window or something. <laughs> play, but if you get eight hours in and don't want to yeah. keep playing, I'll be shocked.
1: Well, now I'm going to get to eight hours and not want to keep playing, regardless, just so I can say that I. Just so you, you can
0: be you. I know.
1: Yeah. So you're giving this game nine and a half out of ten. It's still not a twelve out of ten. Detroit become human. On uh, my scale, on my scale, nothing goes over ten. Not even well, that's your a that's a dumb, That's a dumb scale. Um, I'm gonna give this game off the four hours I've played it. You
0: can't do this.
1: Um, why can't this I ir- do this? This is
0: irresponsible. You've played less than ten percent of this game.
1: I am not a journalist. I this is an opinion show. I can do what I want. I'm gonna give this a. Six and a half out of ten. Oh, that's disgusting. You disgust me. (laughs) Well, if you're gonna do something, do it, do it, do it right. And apparently I just have. I don't I don't know, man. Change my mind. I'll give you two minutes. Change my mind. Why should I continue to play this game? This game has like I don't want
0: to spoil the whole story for you because I want you to experience it. But this game definitely, one hundred percent, has my single favorite moment in any story of any game this year, and you're not too far from it. Um, I think, I think you should honestly look up on YouTube, find some like fifteen minute video that gives you the backstory, and get in there, man. I keep playing it, keep
1: playing it. Look, Carlyle. so I run into this witch. Is she the big yep. bad? I feel like she's the big bad. She is not the big bad. But she is a
0: big bad. She... No, I I'm going to say like she's, she, not, she's I, not...
1: I feel I'm, like I'm she's, gonna she's t- led honestly, me down... I feel like she's led me astray because I go in here and I feel like what's dark is actually light and what's light is actually dark.
0: Okay, I'm going to say she is not a bad at all. If I had to actually pick a villain for this game, it might be Kratos...
1: Greatest it's I thought he's the protagonist. Yeah. How is he the villain?
0: I he's he's got complicated relationships with everybody. Well, yeah, Uh, that's that's painfully obvious at this point. But no. She is not so and in the same light as the last ones where it was kind of like, Hey, kill a couple of gods per game until there's no Greek gods left, and then you move on to the next mythology. Um you don't kill everybody in this game. But, but you kill but most I f- everybody. <laughs> I feel like you're going to go kill some more gods in a upcoming uh, More Norse gods or
1: different gods?
0: More Norse gods. I think they're going to take a few games and really let, let you level up. Let me know up. when
1: Kratos takes on the Force. I want to see Kratos with a lightsaber in VR. Then maybe we'll have a game. <laughs> that sounds but awful. The, the voice acting is actually really good in this game as well. I yes, should say is. that. That's the only reason it's above a six. Joe, thank you so much for coming on and uh, once again and just listening to me rant about things that really nobody really wants to listen to me rant about.
0: Thanks for having me, Kyle. It's good to be here.
1: Hey, thanks for coming on. That's Even Joe. though you don't know how to
0: rate a game. Oh,
1: God. This is not the Jonesy scale where you have to add like two points. Okay, That's not how this works. I got to add at least
0: three to yours.
1: No, you don't. It's te- Don't yeah. be terrible being terrible. I'm Crowley. That's Joe. I don't know what we'll talk about next week. We'll have another game that you should probably have played this, this year and I'll rate it and it'll probably be a terrible rating. We'll see you next week.